this morning she found out that Walgreens was opening late and they were stocking toilet paper. <gasps> Welcome to episode 72.5 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Dade, and my co-hosts are Les and Lenore. Tonight, we are checking in, um, but first, we're going to talk a little bit about what we're consuming. Um, so for me, I mean, we recorded on Sunday, um, so it's been the same old. I've been playing the heck out of Animal Crossing. Um, it's actually really been getting me through my days of being confined to my house, um, although I did have to go out to work today, um, and that was an adventure, to say the least. Um and I've also um, been spending a little bit more time going through my pencil collection because I plan on giving away slash sending people stuff uh, because I just have too much stuff around and I'm never going to use it. And, and why have it? I think I think four gross of neon casemates is just a bit too much. Just a little. Right. Yeah. Um, so... I also um, started reading a book, and the full name escapes me, but if I just click over to Amazon, I can tell you all about it. I'm trying not to type because I have a mechanical keyboard, and it's obnoxious. Uh, it's only a little obnoxious. It is loud, it. though. Ambient. It's sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I... Downloaded a new book on my Kindle. I've been struggling a lot with some existential thoughts and feelings. I think some of us can relate. Um, so it's less is familiar and some other people might be familiar with, uh, Irvin Yalom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I downloaded his book, uh, Staring at the Sun, Overcoming the Terror of Death, which is such a title. That is something. <laughs> but really, um, it talks about, mortality. Um, and he talks about his own work, like he does in all of his writing, um, basically his own mm -hmm. experience with clients. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a little bit self reflective, a little bit, you know, talks about specific cases, um, you know, and, and clients, and it really just kind of, it's kind of real and raw and he talks about his own experience and feelings and anxiety around death and how through his years of being a therapist, he's kind of worked through that a little bit, but still has thoughts of feelings about death. So, so yeah, so it's going to be a really interesting read. I hope, um, because I, I really have been trying to unplug from the media. I've been having a hard time with not, logging on to things as someone with a very like intellectual logical brain i like to see like the data the numbers the statistics and i was it, my ocd was actually really really activated last week by logging on there's this one website where you can see like the world statistics and then the united states and then down to the states and it just in the beginning, it, I thought it would be fine, but it really is not fine. So I'm trying to find a way to to pull back from that a bit. So yeah. I, I'm i going to engage in other activities. Um, and as far as what I'm consuming, literally, uh, I am – well, I finished my Swiss cake rolls. So <laughs> those, are, those are done. <laughs> um, and I'm being really bad tonight. God, uh, I'm drinking ginger ale too. Which is a horrible combo. Don't ever drink ginger ale and eat chocolate. It's just weird. No. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I had pizza for dinner. So, yeah, I'm pretty much a 12-year-old. I respect that. <laughs> so uh, that's really it in my world. Uh, Lenore, it's been what seems like forever, but how are you? What are you doing? Cheers. What are you consuming? Well, I'm between drinks because I have to wait till my computer gets charged up a little more before I can carry it into the kitchen and pour myself some more bourbon. But honest to God, I think I've earned it. Um, so I'm actually one of the few people who is actually busier by a lot than usual since we've been staying at home. Um, my university was one of the ones that closed two weeks ago, and we are you know, like moving all of our instruction online. And it is 
freaking insane. Um, I have two courses, four sections total, uh, over 300 students that I'm trying to like 300 freshmen, by the way, in chemistry courses that I'm trying to. Oh, what did I say? Andy's calling me out for my language. I thought I was being good. Did I screw up? I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I'm all right with that. Good. You don't have to bleep frickin'. Yeah. So it's not. Oh, is, is it insane? I shouldn't have said insane. I'm sorry. I'm tired and slightly drunk. Um, <laughs> That's how we love you, Lenore. I wasn't trying to be ableist. I'm sorry. I'm just so over this thing. So I've got four, week, four uh, weeks of school left, and I'm just like, I'm cutting stuff right and left, and I'm trying to figure out how to get 150 freshmen onto an online exam and another online exam in the other class. And it's just, it's exhausting. It's terrible. Like I'm, I'm working from home, but I'm just going flat out. And, um, spouse Fawn and I all have our quote offices in the same large room. And it's a lot of togetherness, like a lot. And then, uh, yeah. So, you know, I'm just like, don't you people have some place to be? Because I just like I want to be in a different part of the house for a little while. But then somebody gets their feelings hurt because I'm like not hanging with them. And I've been working all day not hanging with them, even though we've been like within 12 feet of each other for 10 days. So that's where I am. Yeah, I'm in a cube farm. It's true, Keith, except that I don't even have a cubicle. It's just a room. So. Yeah, all right, Andy. I know other people have it worse, but, you know. <laughs> so, no, it's fine. It's fine. We're going to get through it, and then I'm going to be teaching one class from home this summer. And uh, we actually, we've been cooking a lot. We've been, um, Kentucky's not completely stay at home, you know, uh, shelter in place. Uh, we still have, like, takeout food and stuff, and we have been trying to keep our local restaurants alive and uh, our little local bookstore our local independent bookstore uh, actually started, they closed the store to in-store traffic last week, but started doing free delivery in town and like taking books around and dropping them on people's porches, which is awesome. So we got a book delivery today. So that was good. Yeah. So that's it. How about you, Les? Oh, I've been drinking way more coffee than usual. And, you know, I'll talk a little bit about this when we get to our main topic. Um, but my like I didn't even know today was Wednesday either. my coworkers had to remind me the only reason I I know somewhat you know that the day of the week it is is because I have a schedule for work um so it's just like I don't know I'm kind of like not myself lately um being stuck at home but um and so I'm drinking lots of coffee um, we've been pretty good about, um, like cooking at home and eat. I'm actually, my diet is so much better than it usually is because I don't have a place to buy, um, you know, fast food or here, here. Um, like, yeah, I'm not sitting like, in my office eating like an entire bag of checks, checks mix. <laughs> With the exception of the peanut butter eggs that I went out in search of, not in my wizard robe. Um, <laughs> my diet has been very, very good. Um, but, but like so Johnny says that it's, it's, I'm saying like I'm drinking more coffee, like it's bad. It's bad when I'm drinking most, like my, Christy drinks like half a cup and I drink the rest of the pot usually before noon because I can't drink coffee afternoon because I'm now old. Um, and, um, so because I am old, uh, if I drink coffee afternoon, I, it keeps me up all night. So I have to finish all of my coffee consumption before noon. Although now I'm still very awake and it's eight 30 and usually I'm like, it's almost time for bed. Um, so yeah, I, uh, um, I'm consuming a lot of coffee. Um, I've been really, well, I was really productive with all of my work from home stuff until today. We'll, we'll talk about that in the main topic. Um, but it's, it's been weird. It's been really strange to work from home because of the type of work that I do. So I, uh, 
yeah, anyway, um, I'm listening to a lot of music and I've been reading, um, and I'm going to click over to Amazon as well. So I can tell you what I've been reading. I've been reading this. Um, it is self-published. Um, it is sort of lesbic. It's like near world fantasy, um, sort of urban fantasy, but not quite. Um, and it's the barrier, Witch series by Amir lane. And all the characters are LGBT. Um, one of the main characters is trans. Actually, several of the characters are trans. Um, so it's, it, and everyone has magic. So anyway, it's, it's a, despite the fact that it always ends on a cliffhanger from each book to the next, they're a quick, easy read. Um, and that's been really kind of nice to, um, just sort of delve down into. So, yeah, anyway, I've been enjoying that. Um, and I've been, um, in terms of what I've been writing with, I have, I decided to, and I talked about this in our, in our, um, episode 72. Um, I've been using a 211 because I figure I might as well use the good stuff if the, uh, um, world is gonna come to an end. So, anyway. Dade, you're up. Um, before we get into the main topic, while we're talking about our main topic, if folks that are listening want to ask questions, um, it doesn't have to be a theme. It could be anything in the entire universe, um, at least for me. I, I don't want to say that for Les and Lenore, but um, I will answer any question given to me. <laughs> um, so if you wanted to type those in the, the Discord chat, you know, this way when we're done with our main topic, um, we can answer them. So... Um, but yeah, our main topic really is the point of this entire podcast, which is checking in. Um, even though I've been on the computer a lot this week because, so I work two jobs, well, three technically, but two jobs. Um, I work at an emergency animal hospital, uh, three days a week. And then I work at a college writing center and the high school in my town. Um, so I've been on the computer a lot because the college has transitioned to online only. Um, and in our tutoring center as a whole in the college, there are a lot of folks that are not very technology literate. Um, so the folks that are technology literate have been having little meetups with the folks that are not and kind of teaming up with them to talk to them about how to use zoom. Um, like I made someone's life by showing them that you can use a custom background for zoom and that you can choose your own image. So this, this, this like 70 year old <laughs> woman, my computer it keeps telling me my computer can't do it without a green screen. Oh, well the zoom and the zoom you're using is licensed. Uh, it's telling me that it's my computer. Oh, that's but weird. But I couldn't um, Like, it's on surface, so maybe it just really doesn't have the juice, huh. but, you know. Um, so, no, this the seven-year-old woman put a picture of her cats as her background image, and it was Aww. the most heartwarming thing. Um, so, yeah, so it's it's been rewarding but exhausting. So, um, you know, and whereas the animal hospital, it's an emergency animal hospital, so it's that gets pretty intense, even though it is a bit slower because the public isn't allowed in the building, which makes me feel better about being there. Um, so really it's just checking in to kind of see how each of us are doing and, and making others feel connected. Cause while all of us are probably connected in our own worlds, whether that be through work or otherwise, this is a fun way to be connected. And it's not, it's not an obligation. It's not like, well, I have that two o'clock daily zoom meeting with my boss. You know, it's, it's something to kind of forget about that stuff, even though it is via the internet. Um, so, so yeah, so we're just going to get right to it. Um, we're just going to kind of be a little bit free about this. I'm looking at our show notes. Um, I, one of the questions oh, is, yeah, show notes. Hang on. <laughs> one of the questions is, do we have enough toilet paper? Um, <laughs> oh my gosh so lou is older than me and he got to go to the senior citizen hour at the grocery store this morning and he got toilet paper that is great <laughs> um, we got so, <laughs> funny um we because we 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 are not into hoarding resources we bought a normal amount of toilet paper 
And then when this all started, we were like, we'll be fine. We'll be able to get toilet paper again. And literally every, yeah, literally every single time we've been to the grocery store, it's been empty shelves and they get more and more empty every time we get there. And it's like, we, the last time I went to the grocery store, there was this one lone employee wiping the shelves down. (laughs) I should have shot a video of it because it was hilarious. Um, so yeah, so we've been like, so Christy Stress bought a bo- bunch of boxes of tissues just in case. So now we have five boxes of tissues. Which are horrible then, for toilet paper. It, yeah, they're, well, these ones well, aren't that bad. are not supposed to flush them either. Yeah, they're not great. But anyway, so this morning she found out that Walgreens was opening late and they were stocking toilet paper. <gasps> so... I, while I started working, I was on my first call with a client. I heard the the outside door open and shut. And I was like, where the, where the hell is she going? And then I heard her come back. Um, and when I got off the call, I, when I came out, she had two packages of nine rolls of giant toilet paper. She's like, I got toilet paper. <laughs> she was so excited. Um, um, but they had like a limit of two and then people were trying to buy three or four packages and they kept telling people you can't do that. Um, yeah. So. I mean, yeah. Can you not read or can you not right, count? Right. I think they didn't read the signs. Oh uh, yeah. Um, I, we, for now we have enough toilet paper. We bought just one nine pack of like Charmin or whatever, but we went and I wanted to buy baby wipes. And I also was like, let me get like a travel pack for work. We're not going to get into the TMI of that, but whatever. Um, and they wouldn't, Walmart w- would not let me buy two packs, even though they were very different, which I respected and appreciated. Um, so hopefully as time goes on, more and more shelves will be stocked because stores are like, there was no sign on the shelf by the baby wipes, but the cashier was firm in the you can't buy this 500 pack and this 20 pack like it's not going to happen so i appreciated it while it was weird and awkward to be told i can't buy butt wipes um (laughs) (laughs) um so for now we're good um but uh what else um you know so far i mean for me you know for checking in um I've been doing okay. Um, I say that with hesitation because I've had my moments, but I think that uh, for the most part, I've pleasantly surprised myself. Uh, I joked with somebody the other day that that as someone who has anxiety, um, that the the level of general anxiety that folks are feeling about this whole thing that that don't usually have anxiety is what I feel all the time. So perhaps my baseline is just a bit higher. So I'm not feeling like I haven't gotten to the point where I'm going to escalate yet. Um, but yeah, I just don't. I'm being very, very deliberate about you know i'm 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 following good hygiene standards you know coming home washing my hands um i i'm already a person that doesn't like to be close to people so that social distancing is perfect for me i'm a pro at that um and you know i i worry about my wife uh you know she falls into some risk categories uh if she were to to get sick um, uh, but even with that, um, you know, you, you, you can only worry so much. And that's kind of, you know, I, I was, had a session in therapy, uh, the end of last week, you know, when all this started to really ramp up in our state, um, less than I live in Massachusetts. So less can kind of relate here. Things kind of move pretty quickly, like as far as like what our state decided to do. And, and, and so, you know, it was pretty stressful last week. And, and I, I realized like, sure, I could spend time thinking about it, but, it's then consuming time that could be spent doing more, you know, productive things or things that, that shift the focus. So that's what I've been really doing this week is kind of trying to shift that focus. Like I said earlier, you know, with, with, um, you know, indulging in animal crossing or starting a new book, um, and really just watching the news once a day. Um, that has helped a lot. Um, you know, because for a while I was just leaving it on in the background. And even though Oof. you don't like there for folks that, that don't believe this, you have to believe this, that there is, you do consume things without intentionally consuming them. And this was a perfect example because, you know, 
the days that I was leaving the TV on for hours and like, you know, sitting in my room and like doing something or I, I felt that I was more anxious on those days, even though I did not watch the news on purpose at all. So, yeah. right. you know, and also, um, and I said this, um, you know, when we recorded on Sunday, I've been keeping my spaces as clean as possible. Um, you know, there is a truth to like coming home to a space that doesn't have clutter or that, that is not in disarray. Um, I just, I feel a bit better. Um, so, so that's just. Our house is more cluttered than usual because we're just all home right. all day. And it's on, it's making, it's making one member of our household nuts as the other two members of our household <clears throat> don't really pick their stuff up. So. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I've, my wife and myself and five cats. So if anything, the cats are going crazy because they don't understand why someone's always here. Um, so they've been actually super annoying, um, with trying to walk all over everything, but I love them. Um, <laughs> and then I guess we'll, I'll just address the, the little bullet points we have for the main topic and then we'll shift to folks. Um, and you know, the other thing, you know, the, the work from home flow, um, I haven't started it officially. So this week, last week and this week are being spent on training folks and like getting all the, you know, everything, you know, training. what's that? <laughs> I know. You right. Didn't just say <laughs> have this done last week. Right. I was shocked. Um, that, that, well, cause our college made a really bad decision in the beginning. They said, well, you know, classes are online, but our students really need your resources. And as a community college, we're still staying open. So students can still go to the writing center and still go to the library. And like, no, like our, our union actually really stood behind us and was like, no, like our workers are not going on campus what? when you have a union. Yeah. They didn't just, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> right. What is this world in academia <laughs> that barely exists for other folks? Um, so yeah, I mean, so next week I'll start the work from home flow and, and we've talked about it a lot. And I think for me, um, you know, I have my setup already. It's going to be in my office and, um, I, we're allowed to choose our hours, which is really cool. I'm someone who's more productive at night. And because of the nature of everything, um, usually the writing center I work at is open nine to six. Um, we're going to be open nine to nine, um, to help those students that oh, wow. do have to work. Yeah. So I'm excited to take on those like night shifts because I find I'm most productive, like, you know, in the evening. Um, and I get paid whether or not students decide to hop into my, my, you know, waiting room to be tutored. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's really just sitting at the computer being available for a, a block of time. Um, so in the, I'll probably just tab out and, play video games while I wait for students. So that's going to be my work from home flow. Um, nice. You know, and, and making sure that it's only done in one space. And Les and I, I think you and I talked about this um, and I've, I've done it with my therapy too. started to um, having a space to do these online communications. Um, yeah. You know, doing it like, like having therapy from your bed, unless you're bedridden is not a good idea. Um, yep. just like working from my bed is not a good idea. It depends what kind of work you do. If if you're not interacting with somebody else, okay, fine. Like if you want to open up your email while you're in bed, that's cool, I guess. But like, you know, having a separate space because we can't leave our houses to go to work and leave work at work. So yeah. if you have a room or a table or, you know, some kind of setup, you know that when you're in that room for that block of time that you're at work. And so when you leave that room, you still get a slight psychological effect of I'm leaving work now mm -hmm. and you can leave that stuff there. Hopefully. I mean, it's, it's right. still hard cause it's your house, but you know, it's, that's my hope for, for how I'm going to deal with working from home is to just stay to one, the same space all the time. Um, so yeah, that's really it for like how I've been and whether or not I have toilet paper. And, um, <laughs> so, um, I guess whoever wants to go next. So, um, workflow for me has been pretty, pretty interesting. So we did not get a lot of notice that we would be working from home or what we, we would be doing. Um, 
once we once we weren't allowed back into the office. And technically, we're considered essential employees. Any um, person who works in a day treatment center or partial hospital program or any higher level of treatment is an essential um, employee. So basically, when when we are on lockdown and shelter in place, I can put my badge on and go into work. I'm still allowed in the building. Um, which I is an interesting. Too, and I'm going to go in tomorrow and pick some stuff up. Yeah, I have to go in at least once a week to water my plants because I have a shelf of peppers and I'm not about to let them die just because I, I'm not supposed to be in the office. But I'll also be the only person in the building. It's a 6,000 square foot unit in an office park and there's no one there. Everything else is is empty. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go in and I'm going to water my plants. I'm going to feed the fish. We have fish that the clients are actually really attached to. I don't know why they're stupid fish. Um, so the clients are really attached to the fish. I'm going to feed the fish. I'm going to water all of the plants and, and flowers and stuff that we do have in the building. We have a lot of them. I didn't realize how many we, it takes like six gallons of water to water everything if it's done properly. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's that. Um, but so uh, we, it's a very interesting thing. I did my thesis on online therapy and teletherapy. I did a huge amount of research, um, on teletherapy and it's really, really effective. Um, and a lot of people in rural areas use it. There's been a ton of research done into it in Australia Canada, New Zealand, places that have a lot of rural area. And it's really effective. So all of a sudden, um, my company is like, okay, you're going to be doing teletherapy because people can't come into the office. And all of our clients, I shouldn't say all, but many of our clients were immunocompromised. So bringing them in and saying, you have to come in, um, it could kill them. So anyway, um, we're now doing teletherapy on an individual basis, which is so different what I than what I do on a regular basis. Usually I'm running groups with people. I'm doing art therapy. I'm doing traditional talk therapy. I'm doing psychoeducation groups. I'm doing three of those a day, five days a week, um, actually four days a week. One day I, I do an intake. Um, so it's, it's just a very strange thing to all of a sudden only be talking to one person. And engaging in individual therapy again. Um, the good thing about this in terms of workflow is, and I talked about this on the last episode, I set up a document where basically as the person's talking to me, I'm typing up, um, I'm making little notes so that, and I'm making sure I'm asking them the important questions because in addition to us being a higher level of care, my clients are often pretty high risk. So, you know, there might be, a, a, um, you know, I might need to call a wellness assess, a check on them. I might need to call 911 for them. So I have to make sure I'm asking the right questions when I am talking to them and they're not just, yeah, I'm fine. I know that they're not. So, um, having, um, Having having that as an option for folks has been actually a really good thing. There, at this point, I've had conversations with most of my clients at least twice, so they're getting much more comfortable with having those conversations. And um, it's it's been it's been an adjustment for them and for me. You know, it's it's very strange because um, it's it's just very different from what I normally do. But because I'm calling at least one person every hour on the hour, sometimes also on the half hour, because of the style of work that I do, um, it, usually my clients, they're accustomed to only checking in with me for five minutes a couple of times a week. So, you know, it, now I'm, I call them on the phone and I want to talk to them for a half hour and they're like, what are you thinking? No. Um so anyway, yeah, it, it's, um, it's been interesting to have that. So I'm able to get my notes done. Um, 
and and have a lot of conversations with with people and get my paperwork done. I, I was like the first two days of this. I so everyone has an individual action plan that we have to write out for um for people and they're kind of a lot of busy work to do and they're kind of annoying but man i got 10 of them done in the first two days and then today i was all distracted and stuff um so workflow has been interesting in adapting it to actually working from home it reminds me a lot of like grad school and being self-motivated while i'm actually interrupted by a lot of things throughout the day um as for um checking in in terms of safe, sick and all of that stuff. I'm actually fine. I, um, I, because I work for, um, one of the larger health, uh, healthcare organizations in, in the state, I'm on a priority list. If I want to get tested, I can, I've probably been exposed. So I am just living under the assumption that I am exposed and I will, I will probably get it at some point. Um, that said, I did find out that my mom has the flu. Um, my, according to my dad and according to her, she doesn't have any of the COVID symptoms, but it's pretty scary because she's a um, cancer survivor. Um, and she has three more months of infusions. Um, and she was supposed to go for one. Um, I think the beginning of next week. So I'm not sure that's going to happen or not. Um, but, um, according to dad, she's feeling better. Um, and that might've been because I texted her and he was, um, thinking the sky was falling and she might've told him to calm me down. But, um, yeah, it was, it was scary to find out that, you know, my mom has the flu and, you know, a lot of that is very similar to the COVID symptoms. So anyway, I'm I'm hoping she's okay. I'm a little worried about her. Um but I'm not overly worried about myself. I'm worried about some of my clients because they're at risk as well. So what about you, Lenore? What's going on in your world? Um, so yeah, just kind of been going flat out trying to get everything online and um I'm so glad. Oh, I can't imagine what this would have been like if Spawn was like five instead of eleven, because she's mostly self-regulating now which is great <laughs> she like you can actually get her to do something quietly at her own desk and you know for hours uh which is which is great I, i'm so thankful because it's just been you know trying to you know talking about kind of when you found out what we were on spring break already uh when things really started to go nuts. And um, I think the middle of the spring break week, the university announced that they were going to extend spring break by two days, which was like, I don't even know. That was Monday and Tuesday of last week. And we would start back on Wednesday, but online. And we would be online until April 6th. And I was like, we're not going to be going back on April 6th. We're like... But, you know, of course, we're having to simultaneously plan to be back on campus on April 6th and also not to be back on campus. And I, I've i just felt this entire week, I felt like I was trying to build a Jenga tower sort of from the middle out because everything depends on everything else. And mm -hmm. it's been it's been really interesting. And, you know, like students want to know stuff. But as soon as I make like I would try to set something up or make a decision or make a schedule or make a policy or figure something out. But like just, you know, like I said, everything depends on everything else. And as soon as I would write something to post, um, something would change and it would be negated. And so then the Wednesday that we actually reopened uh, at like seven in the morning, there was an email saying, oh, you need to have posted everybody needs to mandatorily communicate with their classes today by email or by announcement on the course webpage. And you need to copy those emails to your chair and your Dean. And also you need to have updated syllabi today. Like, and they hadn't, you know, they, they hadn't said anything until 
that day about communicating this to other people. So I've already been communicating in my classes for several days what I could. And so I'm looking at the emails, you know, I'm looking at the emails and the announcements that I had posted and trying to figure out like what part of this should I send to these other people, you know, to fill the requirements of this task, right? And that came out at 7 a.m. And I, I mean, getting a new syllabus online was very low priority. And then around nine was when they announced that uh, that we actually weren't going back on the sixth. We were going to be gone for the rest of the semester. And then at like 9.15, my department chair was emailing me to say, this is not optional and it needs to be done today. And I haven't heard from you yet. And I'm like, dude, it's been two hours. <laughs> You know, yeah, it's and ridiculous. everything's changing all the time, you know, so like I'm making plans and, you know, all of the time that I spent, you know, like I would spend an hour, let's say, on trying to uh, see if I could move the exam that would have been during the time we were out and move it to when we might be back in so that I wouldn't have to do an online exam. Because online exams are fine if they're built in from the beginning, but if you're suddenly taking 150 freshmen with iffy internet connections and saying, here, your third exam is now going to be online. Good luck with that. And oh, by the way, don't cheat. Right. So, <laughs> you know, so like I didn't want to do that if I didn't have to. Um, but, I, you know, that was one of the that was one of the posts I was in the middle of writing when everything changed. You know, I was like, I'm working on moving our exam. Oh, OK, never mind, because we're now going to go ahead. We're now going to not have that. As a so it's just it's just been like that and trying to make video resources for the things that we didn't already have video resources for and trying to make um you know get documentation up and answer questions and figure out like how to write exams online and I don't have time to write exams online it takes forever you know it takes way longer to try to deliver you know, to put an exam into an online delivery program than it does to write it in a word processor program, you know? So yeah. just like everything takes longer and there's more to do. And, you know, I get a bunch of emails from people because I haven't posted about something. And then as soon as I post about it, I get twice as many emails about the thing I just posted, you know? <laughs> So, and I know the students are stressed and the other professors are stressed and everything's going on, but you know, this thing just sucks for everybody. It just sucks for everybody. And we're all just trying to survive it. And we're all going to have a big fat asterisk on this semester. And if I can make it until April 25th, then it'll be done. Yeah. We've been, we've been in a similar, similar, but very different boat. Like, I so the company that I work for went from being a moderately sized healthcare organization to all of a sudden being one of the two largest in the state and with that came all sorts of like we've got new bosses we've got all these like upper people who are in charge of us who don't know how to communicate with one another and certainly don't know how to communicate with us and so they're navigating and they're mostly focused on the hospitals right so that's where they really uh, have their eyes right and they're not thinking so much about the outpatient clinics and the outpatient therapists because who cares about us we don't make any money anyway um so um which is the other thing right now right the people on the front lines of this thing are the people we've been saying for so long don't deserve any more than eight dollars an hour you know <laughs> like yeah like the groceries the people keeping the grocery stores going you well, know like, that everybody that everybody wants to immediately bring up when you suggest a higher minimum wage um, yeah I, and you know i worked for a grocery store for 10 years it's hard work and i can't well, and i yeah Absolutely. Why do you think people don't want to do it? You know, like people eschew that work because they know it's going to suck and then they dump on the people who do it. Yeah. No, it, yeah. I'm not, I'm not having it. <laughs> um, but you know, a lot of my friends, I, I still have a lot of friends who work for the grocery store and they just talk about how 
And granted, the grocery store that I work for was a higher-end grocery store. Um, and the they, they have been posting about how people are treating them. And these aren't like, you know, like the people in my neighborhood who are all working class, blue-collar folks. These are rich white people going in and treating them terribly. Um, Some of the stories that they have posted about their workplace have been horrifying. And it's worse than like what holidays are like in those stores. Um, And it's, it's a hundred times worse. And people are just like hoarding resources. Uh, One of my friends works at the meat counter at this location. um, And they said that a woman came in and bought 20 pounds of chicken wings and then asked him to wrap the 20 pounds individually. So she wanted each chicken wing in a separate oh. baggie. I'm not kidding. He was Why? not joking. I don't know. Like, what possible rationale could there be for that? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It makes no sense Wait, to me. Wait, a bag. Take them home and wrap them up yourself. What the hell? <laughs> Here's a snack baggie of, of chicken wing. But anyway, so the upper people not communicating with us who are on the front line, who are actually dealing with other humans um you know that's been really one of the more difficult things about this whole thing like we knew our clients were not going to show up because they had enough self-awareness to say i am immunocompromised i am not coming into this location and getting myself sick that is just not happening um and and so we we were telling the people in charge of us our clients are not going to be here we are going to have five people here and and that is not an, a reason to have us all be here. We can do this more safely if we do it over the phone or if we do something else. And it took us a week and a half to convince our leadership team that we could do this over the phone. And then because they didn't listen to us, they had to put out fires and fly by the seat of their pants to get things ready for us. Um, and fortunately, they gave us all cell phones. Um, and they are, they gave us iPhones because the interesting thing about this company is, so all of the mental health, um, section of the company works on PCs. All of our computers are these ancient antiquated PCs. Um, they, I think they're running Windows 7 or something like that. And it's like one step up from Windows 98 which is what the last company I worked for <laughs> ran their PCs on, which is not HIPAA compliant, by the way. Um, so anyway, we've got these ancient PCs and um, all of the medical side, like I go into my doctor's office, I go to go to a doctor affiliated with my company because it's cheaper. Um, they all have iPads and Macs in every room. There's literally in every room where patients are seen and every doctor's office a Mac. And then the doctors and the nurses are all carrying around iPads. Um, it's just uh, mind blowing. So anyway, they gave us iPhones and they're like stripped down. We can't even get voicemail on them. So even if my clients wanted to call me back, they have to call my office number, which I then have to access several times through the day. It's just uh, leadership didn't listen to us. Um, and then like we wanted to do, um, groups like call in groups or video groups with folks where I could go into the office and I could run a group but none of our computers have cameras to make it able for me to do a video group with them and then on top of that the only thing that we have that the company pays for is Google Meet which no longer allows you to broadcast and when I t- try to use my personal laptop with a VPN, it can't access my camera or my microphone. And the phone that they gave me, which has a, a camera and a microphone, um, doesn't allow, like, I can't get Google Meet on that because they disabled me from being able to download anything onto that phone. It's just, 
it's like they want it so that I can almost do my job, but not quite. It's very frustrating. Uh, oh, anyway, I'm so I sorry. Interrupted, interrupted you with a tangent with your um, with a carnival going on and behind you. No, I was done. I I um I tried to mute and then I couldn't figure out how to do it. So, <laughs> what what is going on behind you? Uh, well, so I was sitting in the dining room and um, everybody else was sitting upstairs doing their edX courses. And then spouse came down and wanted to play the piano, so I took my t- my computer upstairs. But he's playing the piano. <laughs> so. Uh, that was the Pichereen rag by Scott Joplin, if anyone was wondering. <laughs> uh, oh, it's going to take me a second to remember which one this is. Uh, maybe Pineapple. I don't remember. It's the entire Scott Joplin songbook. That's what we're doing now. So <laughs> This is why I record at work. <laughs> is he just this randomly is- will, like decide to play? Well, no, he pl- not, no, it's not random. It's like it's every night and a couple of times during the day if he gets a chance. No, he loves to sit down and play this all the time. He says he started playing when he was a kid. He was in lessons and um, like with some like really mean, bitter Eastern European lady who pulled his hair when he got stuff wrong and oh, he God. played nothing but scales for two years. And then he quit to start Little League. And so he just picked up the piano again like four years ago and started playing like a fiend. So, <laughs> yeah, so. Sounds like he's having fun now. He's having fun. He's having a lot of fun. And I enjoy it. So good. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's what's going on. That is actually in the other part. He's he's in the other part of the house with the door closed between us. And I'm upstairs. But this is just what it sounds like. So you can hear it out of the street, too. <laughs> It's a good piano, but it's really loud. <laughs> Very. Christy had one that she um, she could put a headset into. Oh, yeah, we have that, too. <laughs> we have an electronic piano upstairs that he could do with a headset, but the real piano is much nicer. Mm. Right. Well, I have ranted and raved. Um, what about you, Dade? Um, I'm good with my stuff. I want to, I kind of was scrolling through chat. It's been pretty active. So I didn't see any questions, but that doesn't mean there aren't any. Um, so this is kind of the last call for those. Everybody's asking questions. They're doing their own thing in there, but that's great. Oh, Eric says that they've got supermarkets being raided by gangs during the night. Yikes. That would be terrifying if you're out there stocking the shelf. Could you imagine? Wow. I cannot. Ooh, Johnny has a question. Um, can we talk about our favorite pens that are not fountain pens? Um, that's perfect because I don't oh like fountain God. pens. Johnny and I have been changing letters. Uh, gel pens. <gasps> Johnny, Oof. are you cheating on me with less? <laughs> yes, he is. Um, I have a letter for you too. Um, let's see. My favorite fountain, favorite pen that is not a fountain pen has got to be, and it's, it's, it's a, actually, I've got two. I can't, I can't whittle it down. It's, I love the ink joy. I love the colors of the ink joy. I, that teal ink joy is just a delightful color. It's dark. Um, it reminds me of the nineties and it is just perfect. And I love the retractable version. Um, and also I, I just, I will always love the Uniball 207s. So that's my answer. What about you, Dave? I don't know if I have any of those. 207 or the uh, Inkjoy? Uniball. Oh, they're great. Oh, Spawn just said she has a couple. Well, bring them over here. Oh, okay. She says they're downstairs. I'm not going to get to try it in real time. <laughs> um, did you want to go? Likes them. She approves. <laughs> no, go ahead, Dave. Um, so my favorite, which I discovered just this semester, um, are the Pilot Juice uh, retractable um, pens, the gel ink, <clears throat> um, in the 0.38 uh, m- millimeter 
um, they are perfect for paper editing because it allows me to, there's this new thing some professors are doing at my college, which I don't understand, but I've seen it more than once to think that it's like a thing, but they're having students use 1.5 inch spacing. So instead of like double space, it's like one and a half space. It's weird. But, um, so paper saving, perhaps I know our college has this initiative of going green. So that could be, um, but they haven't changed the one inch margins, which I feel that that is more like you can definitely, you know, fix that and not, you know, mess with the spacing. But anyhow, like these pens are perfect. Um, for writing in between lines, writing in the margin, um, making edits. Um, when I edit papers a lot, I, I try to use as many editor marks as possible. Um, I have f- complicated feelings about doing that to student papers. Um, for me, it's an issue of accessibility. Um, just because I know what editor marks mean doesn't mean students know. And so I find it frustrating when professors will um, either use Turnitin to edit papers, which is no, just no, <laughs> um, or will use like editing marks. And now everyone knows that like underlining something twice or three times, like what to do with that. But like, there's a lot of other markup that is really hard to to use. So like, I tend to write a lot more, um, use more abbreviations. And these pens are perfect for that. And they have yet to, you know, get gloppy or clogged or, you know, um, the colors are super, super vibrant. Um, I'll post a link in the show notes for the, the 12 color set that I got. They're, they're relatively cheap. They're about a dollar 10 a pen. Um, you know, cause it's, it's about 13, and change for a 12 pack. Um, you know, some of the colors I feel are not like, I can't really use the, um, there's a apricot orange, which is like a yellowy orange. It's just too light. Like it just doesn't have one of those. Yeah. For me, I mean, maybe, maybe it's, it's just me, but like, I can't, it's not readable. No, not at all. My favorite's actually the purple. Um, Hmm. I just want to buy singles of the purple. So that right now and probably forever will be my favorite gel pen. <clears throat> um, let's see. So they won't be. They'll all be patting themselves on the back, telling them each other how great they are. They're not. What is what? Uh, someone was unmuted. What is that? Someone had been unmuted. I've got the <laughs> piano, but I don't know who that is. It's Steve. Oh, I'm not tabbed over. Um, I just muted him. <laughs> uh, um, let me see for questions. No, it's still going. What? No, I just muted it. All uh, right. Okay, now it's off. <clears throat> Ooh, we could just hear your carnival. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been turning it off in between, but I was going to say, um, I, um, I love, love, love the, um, the Schmidt cartridges that come in the, um, in the Baron Fig Squire. But they're really fragile, and so I usually don't get through a whole one without dropping it and having the point hit, and then they just they just don't ever write well again, <laughs> which sucks. Um, but my p- favorite pen, other than that, is the uh, Pilot V5 with the liquid ink, mm. and um, again, super problematic. You know, you drop them and they're toast. You drop them while you're using them and they're toast. And I always do. I always end up dropping them. Almost always end up dropping them before they're completely out. Um, I know. Have you gotten like, the I retractable V5? Uh, I don't like. I don't like the feel of it as much. I don't like mm. the barrel. I mean, the the barrel actually on the V5s I really like, and the way that they write is really good. And you know, being left-handed and having a really weird grip. Um, you know, I've got to have something that'll write at the angle that I write, and I've got to have something that dries really quickly. And uh, so gel pens almost never really work for me. Um, but that All that being said, what I've actually been using a lot lately is the Pilot B2P, the bottle to pen. Oh, yeah. I like those. Um, yeah, they have a really, the ink has a really good punch on the page so that it shows up in grading because I'm using them. I'm using the green ones for grading. That's really all I use pens for is for grading. Um, I It would take me years to get through a black pen, literally. But the green ones I go through pretty quickly. And uh, everything else I use pencil. Anything I'm not grading, I just use pencil. We've got 
you know, whatever random kind of crappy pens in the, um, this is the part where he's actually practicing because he found a spot that he didn't like how he was playing it. So <laughs> like, it's kind of fun when he plays the whole piece through and that's really nice. But then when I get to hear the same like eight note sequence for 40 times in a row, um, it's less fun. Actually living yeah. with somebody who practices the piano is not as much fun as living with somebody who plays the piano. This is um, why Christy had headphones. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it really, I mean, I can't blame him. It's a lot more pleasurable to play the real piano. It is. It's more fun. So I don't want to make him be like upstairs. But anyway, um, so yeah, I've been using a lot of those and I've been using the Zebra Sarasa. Is that right? Is it yep. Zebra that makes the Sarasa? Um, I've been getting through a lot of those for grading, but everything else I use, uh, I use pencil. Hmm. Any other questions out there? I know there's not many of us in here, um, but last chance. <laughs> oh, Johnny. He has another one. <laughs> <laughs> oh. In the Ooh, chat, I'm scrolling points. down through. Oh, Spawn, Johnny says hi. Uh, oh, chorus points. I both love and hate them they're kind of fun for drawing but i find that i use them on paper that smashes the tip and either it grinds it down so that it will only work in one very specific spot um or won't work ever again um i just i have a really hard time with them um that said, I do use the the Pigma microns, but those again, I will grind them down somehow so that the tip will only work when I hold it in a very specific position. Um, and I I blow through those, I dry them out so quickly. There's not a lot enough ink in them, um, but I just I just destroy them. I second that. There's not enough ink. They like I feel like that thing goes dry so fast. Mm. Yeah, um, I have i press really hard when i write it's something that i i'm trying to not do um because it's not really good for anything i do um you know i go through pencil points like crazy but i really only use the paper mate flare okay um, yeah those are a little a little longer lasting i th- they are um but i don't I, like them for writing i don't like the friction of them for yeah. writing they're great for the spirograph though yeah um, but I just, I, I press to, I destroy things. Um, so whenever I've had them, um, it's always like an, like an exercise and disappointment because I have this new pen and I use it like I normally would use it. And then it over time just gets worse and worse to the point where, you know, something that might be fine point is just this bastardized version. I don't think we need to bleep that out. Um, of like you know a fine point and it's you know especially the paper mate uh the flares they're like the felt tip so it's like i think you were actually using it correctly yeah i i hope that i'm good at word usage um yeah like i just union right (laughs) um so yeah i just i don't know um there's another one that i wanted to try because i I've seen them, the, the Pentel Arts color pen, I think they're called. Let me bring it up. Oh, here. I've had those before. I've destroyed those before. I've se- I saw them in like my local art supply store back when we were able to like leave our houses and stuff. <laughs> um, so many, many moons ago. Um, I like them because the, the colors look vibrant. I just, they didn't sell them in singles. So I didn't want to invest because I think like a 12 pack is like 10 bucks. Yeah. They're super expensive. They are. Um, really great if you're doing pointillism or if you are coloring. Okay. They've been around forever. Those Pentel do they uh, like pens. like do they work like remember like when you were a kid and you would get like a a coloring book or something and it would come with markers that like basically the way I'm looking at the tips here they're like that that like well porous point um but like they they seem like they're they're very like lightweight and don't really last long they feel cheap af yes so they i mean i remember back in the early 90s when i got my first set of i think it was an 18 color set 
I got it specifically for drawing uh, because the ink was supposed to be good for that. Um, and they lasted quite a while, but they felt super cheap. Um, and I've looked at them since then and I just, I would never buy them again because they feel so cheap, but they're great and they lasted quite a while. Um, and I used the heck out of them when I was in high school and the, the set lasted me, I think until I graduated. I think I even used some of the colors up until I was in college. Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, they seem like they're ideal for like those, you know, coloring books that you buy with like, you know. Like they, they don't, they say they don't bleed, but I feel like they would. I I don't think they bleed through paper. I think if you get them wet, they'll bleed. Ah, I don't know. Maybe if I can find them in open stock, I'll try them out. Um, but yeah, those, those had come up on my radar a couple months ago. And so, yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think, um, we, Oh, wait, there is a question. Non-fountain pen or fountain pen for moleskin? Uh, non-fountain pen or, well, ballpoint. I actually, actually, that's not true because some of the ballpoints ghost through it eventually. Um, I liked my Parker Jotter for, for moleskin. Um, but as for fountain pens, an extra fine nib. Um, I actually have a moleskin that I all I do in it is test fountain pen ink to see if the fountain pen ink will will work well in it. Maybe I'll do a, a video um, of of that little moleskin. Oh, Renard, you have some. You let let me. Can you be unmuted? Do you have a microphone? You want to tell us? Oh uh, yeah, I can unmute. I was looking go. for my list of inks. The only one I know is Schaefer Red, but I had a list of like 20 of them that are pretty mm. good on most. Cool. But you need a dry Japanese fine or something like that. Sailor finers is good. Yeah. I think he disappeared. That sometimes happens. The internet's been really squirrely lately. I don't know about for anyone else, but like if he finds his list, he'll post it. Cool. Um, the internet's just been bad. Um, ours has been um really, really intensely used over the last couple of days because I've been uh we do um meets and I've been online all day long, um, and then also. Chris has been using the internet all day long. And so at least once a day, she has, I don't know what she uses. I want to say it's Zoom. She has a Zoom video chat with one of her coworkers every day where they basically like check in on, on what they're doing and set a schedule for the day. That's cool. That's kind of what the writing center is trying to do. Yeah. Um. They find it really, really helpful. Um, at setting their schedule for the day. So they, they basically check in in the morning and then they check in in the afternoon. That's cool. But yeah, no, my internet has been, I, I, I'm on my wired connection now and it's actually, it's telling me I get 440 megabytes per second. Um, but it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, Wi-Fi, it's weird. Um, it's been crappy. But anyhow, I think this might be a good stopping point because I'm looking at our recording time and we're over an hour. Womp womp. So people, I feel like only like to listen um, to like podcast under an hour. I know I do because it's good driving um, stuff to listen to. (laughs) Like, (laughs) might not. (laughs) It's okay. We watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off a couple of weeks ago, Ooh. and so Spawn has been singing Don Shane forever. I mean, of all songs to sing, that's not the worst. <laughs> I know. It's true. She she looked it up. Well, I funny story. We might have watched it at the same time. You want me to have Dave edited out, or are you okay? <laughs> I can't. I couldn't hear it. Okay. Um, it definitely got picked uh, up. I, um... 
I'll listen to it when I edit. Um, we might have watched it at the same time because it was on TV like a couple weeks ago. Oh, um, really? Yeah, like on TBS or some some channel. That, oh, we streamed it. We don't have cable at all. Um, but since my voice has dropped, I start singing songs because like I can play with my new voice. And that is one of the songs uh-huh. that works well. I am not going to do it, so don't ask. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Gina hates it. What you singing? Or song yes. are you singing? Me singing because I sing random things in the shower and I I make scary like <laughs> horror movie like voices. <laughs> no, I I can't do that anymore. Like, or I I try to be like the movie announcer dude, like coming soon a to a world. theater near you. <laughs> or like creepy like like I'll go up behind Gene. I'll be like, hello there. Like that's. <laughs> Dude, that's not cool. So yeah, but also hilarious. Do you sing to your cats? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Keith just said, "Hello, Clarice." Hello, Clarice. <laughs> um, I so maybe this is a, a good thing for our next check-in. Um, like I. <laughs> I have conversations with my cats. They don't talk back, but like, I often wonder how many folks talk to their pets when no one else is home. So like, if it's just you and your pet by yourself, <laughs> do you talk to it? Um, Sometimes. It, yeah, it's really interesting. And I, it'd be fun to talk about, but not today. Uh, we're going to talk about all our good topics before we have a chance to check in. All, you know, I don't know how often we're going to do this, but uh, it's been fun. So, I guess we'll wrap up. Um, I can, I'm not going to do the traditional outro. Okay. Um, but really, I just want to thank the folks that are listening right now for listening. This is the first time we've did, we've done this and it was kind of just like, we decided to do it, I think on Monday. Um, mm-hmm. so, or maybe Sunday night. Um, so perhaps as time goes on, more folks will be able to join us and perhaps we can pick a time where the most folks can join us. Cause I, I like to be equitable to, to people in all parts of the world. Um, although that's very hard to do. Um, so yeah, thank you. Um, so as always, you can find us online at rsvpstationarypodcast.com. You can find us in our spectrum chat, um, or now the discord server, which I'm still kind of like, thinking of ways to improve it because it's kind of just it's there it's basic. it's basic but really do you need more i mean it's a it's a digital medium for an analog hobby so yeah it's a very strange thing um so you can find me dade at weeklypencil.com and on facebook instagram and twitter at the weekly pencil uh less what about you you can find me at ComfortableShoesStudio.com, Facebook at ComfortableShoesStudio, Instagram, and um, what's the other place? Twitter at Original LC Harper. Oh, all right. I, I am. Lenore. I'm done. <laughs> Lenore. You're just, no, on, just asked, you're on the Facebook. Did she go bye-byes? She did. She had to go. Okay. No worries. Um, well, you can find Lenore on Facebook, active in the groups as always. Um, so yeah, until next time, everyone.